this, this morning. What if I told you that you don't have to be in bondage to regret? Right? What if I told you that you don't have to live in bondage to yesterday's mistakes? What, what if I told you that you don't have to carry around this judgment that you carry on yourself that, that, um, um, that basically just says, you know what, I, I have to punish myself every day of my life until, until I die because this is what I deserve. What if I told you you don't have to do that anymore? What, what if I told you that you can have new desires and a new heart so you're not... You don't have to be bound to those lustful desires or those demonic desires that constantly plague your mind and you feel are oppressing you day in and day out and take the life out of you. What if I told you there's someone that can give you a new heart and new desires and that you can actually live your life thinking pure thoughts? And when the attacks of the enemy come, you'll know those are attacks of the enemy. I'm free. Would you want to know about that? Would you want to receive that? Would you want that to be a reality of your life? I'm going to share with you very quickly Isaiah 53. This is 750 years before Jesus is born. God speaks to this prophet Isaiah and he begins to download a a prophetic message, something that will happen in the future. In Isaiah 53, God begins to download a, 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 a vision or a message for the people of God 750 years before Jesus was born. And it, and it goes like this, Isaiah 53, who, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. He was a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the sin, the iniquity all of us he was oppressed and afflicted yet he did not open his mouth he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shears is silent so he did not open his mouth by oppression and judgment he was taken away yet who of his generation protested for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of my people he was punished He was a sign of a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. 
And though the Lord makes this, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes this life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Let me tell you what that means. Isaiah 750 years before the birth of Jesus Christ receives this vision, this prophecy of what the Lord is going to do. And this is what the Lord did. The Lord sent His only Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that where He sent them, it was like a place, a dry ground, like a shoot that grew up in a place where there shouldn't be no life. Have you ever tried to plant in a place that was dry and lifeless? You got to till the ground, right? The Bible says is that there was complete, there was no life when Jesus came to earth, yet He grew up. There was life in him. He sprung up. And when he came, he didn't look like someone that anyone, anyone would desire. He wasn't good looking, nothing about his appearance. He was born humble in a manger. He looked normal. He didn't look strong. He didn't look necessarily handsome. Nonetheless, God, this is the Son of God who was sent for us to redeem us from our sins. Bible says that instead of looking at him as God's gift to us so that we can be redeemed, we looked at him with disdain. We hated him. We judged him. We considered him afflicted and smitten by God. The scriptures teach us that we begin to punish him cruelly and that he took upon his body the punishment that we rightfully deserve. So the sins that we committed, instead of we punishing ourselves for those sins or we dying on the cross for our sins, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And so it says the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, meaning that you don't have to carry on your mind and on your heart and on your soul the punishment for your sin because Jesus already took that so that you can have peace. It says that all of us, because of our own wickedness and our own sins, we went our own way. We went astray. We, we were completely separated from God. But Jesus took our place, died on the cross, so that he can bring us back to the Father, so that we can be connected to him. And through, Jesus, through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I can have peace of mind. You and I can know that we can be forgiven of the sins that we've committed, the sins that have been passed down, and the curses that seem to constantly follow our life. We can be released and we can be healed. Healed. Not only physically healed, which I praise God for that, that we can stand in the gap and pray that God would heal us, but healed. Have you ever seen a broken dog? A dog that's been used for fighting? <laughs> no matter what you do to bring that dog to hell, that dog's always going to have a bite on him, ain't he? It's hard to restore an animal. When he goes through those kinds of things. And I think sometimes we're pretty much like that. We've been through so much brokenness, so much pain, so much sorrow, that it overwhelms us, it condemns us, and we can't break out of it. But this is what God says about you and I. He says, I don't only want to save you. I'm not only going to forgive you. I'm going to take that heart of yours and I'm going to replace it. I'm going to give you a new heart with new desires. And I'm not just going to cover your sin. I'm going to cleanse them. And I am going to make you righteous. I'm going to make you pure. 
and I'm going to make you holy. Because I don't only want you saved. I don't only want you delivered. I want you to be free. I want you to be free from the things that constantly try to ensnare you. This is the love of God for you. For God so loved Rocky. For God so loved Sonia. For God so loved Jean. For God so loved us that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not die but have eternal life. And here's the deal. Salvation is more than just being forgiven. Salvation is more than just being healed. Salvation is more than just walking free and with peace in our hearts. Salvation is the kingdom of God living in your hearts so that right here, right now, you can know the power and the spirit of God. And God is not cleaning us up and then saying, you know what, now I cleaned you up, try to do better. He knows that you can't do better. He knows that you're a hot mess and that you're going to make mistakes again and he still loves you. Can I get an amen? amen? Salvation is not just you getting cleaned up. Salvation is not just you being forgiven. Salvation is not just you receiving peace. Salvation is you being filled with the Holy Spirit and God saying to you, now I want to live through you. I want my power to flow through you. I want my power to change all that you are. And I want my power to minister to everything that you come in touch with. I want to send you as an ambassador for my kingdom. I want you to be my representative. But I don't want you to worry about the words that you will speak. Because it will be my spirit that will speak through you. And now you're not only forgiven. You not only have peace. You're not only released from slavery. But now you have purpose. And destiny. When God calls you, my friend, that purpose that God has given you, there's no devil in hell. There's no weapon on earth that can take that away. This is the love of God for you. He forgives you. He fills you with peace. He fills you with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he gives you a new destiny. Is anybody excited about the love of God today? Would you stand with me this morning? What are you going to do with the gospel then? What are you going to do with the gospel today? You see, the gospel is power to set you free today. What are you going to do with this truth? And I speak today to the churchgoer for a moment. Are you going to continue to live condemned? Are you going to continue to live punishing yourself? Are you going to continue to try to make up for the things that you did wrong and not walk into forgiveness? that God has freely given you and in the peace that he's given you? Are you going to continue to be enslaved or are you going to receive the gospel that is power to truly transform you, not just save you, but transform you? What are you doing with the gospel today? Maybe you're here today and you haven't given your life to God. You've never given your life to the Lord. You never understood the gospel message, but today you understand it clearly. What are you going to do with what Jesus has done for you? How will you respond to a God who says to you, I'm interested in giving you a new heart. I'm interested in giving you new hope, a living hope. I'm interested in taking away uh, your sorrow and giving you peace. I'm interested in setting you free. I'm interested in setting you free from your past mistakes. 
If you repent of your sins and follow me, I will make you a new creation. What will you do with this irresistible gospel? Pascal said, he's a mathematician, French genius in the 1600s, he said, the gospel of Jesus Christ is irresistible. How could a sinner like me resist the gospel? A sinner full of lust and vile and malicious and even my good intentions are bad? I am filled with every exaggerated misery. The gospel to me is simply irresistible. And I can understand why it isn't irresistible to everybody else. Is the gospel irresistible to you today? Is it irresistible to you today? Will you say yes to Jesus and come broken and allow him to mend your broken pieces? Will you say yes to Jesus and say, I will walk away from my sin, repent of it, and follow him no matter where he leads? Today is your day. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads with me if you have the freedom to do so? Hallelujah. You're here today and you heard this message and you're saying... I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to walk away from my sins and receive this gospel. I want God to transform my heart, transform my life. I want to live for Him for the rest of my days. And I want to make that commitment right now. Pastor, would you pray for me? If that's you, if that's you, would you come to the altar right now? Come to the altar right now. Don't wait. Don't be intimidated. Don't be ashamed. Think about how Jesus hung on that cross. Destitute, naked. Beat half to death. Think about how much shame was on him for you. It's not much to ask to meet me at this altar to receive what the Lord has done for you. Maybe you're here today and you recognize you need, you need to receive this grace. You need to be saved. You want to give your life to God today. If that's you today, would you give, would you say yes to the Lord? Would you come to the altar? I'd love to pray with you right now. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for for it is the power of God for salvation. Will you say yes to Jesus? Will you say yes to Jesus? Maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I need to receive the peace of God this morning. I need to receive this peace that releases me from yesterday's mistakes. I need to receive this love that leads me to forgive myself. I want, I want to accept the fact that God forgives and forget and walk on, move on with my life without holding myself prisoner to yesterday's mistakes. This is the last call I'm making today. You're here today and you realize that you're living with a, with a load of regret and resentment. You barely can sleep and you're restless, feeling like there is no peace for you. I got news for you. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Will you come to him right now at the altar and say, I'll receive this forgiveness. I'll receive this forgiveness. I'll receive this freedom from regret today. I'll receive it. I'll receive it.
If that's you, would you come to the altar right now? Would you come to the altar right now? Hallelujah.